When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is cut down day for the NFL and, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're here to talk about it. Good afternoon, everybody. Today is August 29th, 2023. You are listening to the second edition of the Southside Beat. My name is Corey Crisson, a nasally Corey Crisson, uh, fighting, battling a uh, the sniffles, a little cold here brewing up. Uh, shout out to my girlfriend for bringing a wonderful care package this morning and, you know, got the drinks and the beverages flowing. Um, that is Chris Halleck next to me. Corey and Chris, the Southside Beat. We are here to talk Steeler football every weekday, Monday through Friday from 3 until about 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Leading right into the Ramon Foster Show here on DK Pittsburgh Sports on YouTube and Chris, episode one yesterday went off well. We're back yeah. for ep two and a lot to already talk about as the deadline for NFL teams to trim their rosters to 53 men is in one hour from now. Yeah. And two major moves the Steelers made today. We'll start with the Kendrick Green trade to Houston <laughs> and we'll talk about a pretty surprising release with Zach Gentry being released. Um, this all coming to reports. Uh, nothing confirmed by the team just yet. So let's start with Kendrick Green. Traded to Houston uh, for a 2025 draft pick. The fact that Omar Khan was able to get anything for Kendrick Green was pretty stunning to me. Chris, your take on the uh, the news that Green, the former third-round pick, the guy that Ben Roethlisberger said. <laughs> they drafted him to be my center. <laughs> my center is now out the door. Uh, by the way, appreciate it, uh, B. Phil, uh, you know, for hopping in early and being here. Uh, yeah, so I think obviously the big takeaway here is Kendrick Green. Uh, the fact that Omar Khan was able, even able to get anything for him other than a bag of balls um, is pretty pretty amazing work. I mean, Omar Khan's done a lot of amazing work this offseason for sure. Um everything that he's done to build out the roster to, to especially on the interior of the offensive line to give all that depth and then be able to turn Kendrick green around for any draft pick at all. Um, that I think that's, that's honestly the best case scenario it really, really is. Um, Kendrick green, just, you, you didn't see anything enough in the preseason. We knew the fullback thing wasn't, wasn't ever going to actually happen. Um, I, I just think it was it was time one way or the other whether whether he was going to get cut whether he was going to get traded, but the fact that somebody who was a cut candidate, you know, brought back a six round pick. I don't care if it's in twenty twenty five, brought back any draft pick. That's Steelers fans will be <laughs> continuing to praise Omar Khan as they rightfully should. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the fact that Omar Khan was yeah. able to get anything was able to get anything for. Yeah. 
Kendrick Reed, who was a cut candidate to begin with. Yeah. They tried him at fullback to try to get him a roster spot. I mean, yeah. th- that experiment lived and died for about three days when we were in Latrobe. I wasn't taking the bait on the on the fullback experiment because yeah. as cool as it sounded, as cool as oh, he's got you know Pat Ricard size and he's got some athletic ability. He it was never going, going to work. Fullback. He was no. never going to play fullback. It was never going to Come work. On. The Steelers were not going to use a roster spot on no. just that that gadgety fullback, especially when they're already content on moving Connor Hayward to a fullback, H-back, tight end type of role. So yeah. this wasn't going to work. And no. the fact that the fact that they tried this at fullback for nearly a sake of saying, hey, we want you here. You have to show us that you're going to be here. That yeah. didn't work. And I mean, the day, the practice after they went to Tampa Bay, Kendrick Green was working right back with the offensive line in a bigger capacity, in yeah. a bigger role. And then mm-hmm. obviously against the Bills and against the Falcons, he couldn't hold his weight. He couldn't hold together on the offensive line. He got the opportunity, kind of a last ditch effort against Atlanta when he started. So the writing was on the wall for Kendrick Green. It yeah. was over. And now what the Steelers are able to turn to is a guy that we talked about yesterday in brief with the seventh rounder and Spencer Anderson who could play all five spots on the offensive line. And now this turns some eyes to Dylan Cook as a possibility to make this 53-man roster. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, just, I mean, I don't think there's really much more we even need to say about Kendrick Green just because we knew, I I mean, we knew he wasn't going to be on the roster either way. He was either going to get cut or he was going to get traded. I mean, this is all because of Omar Khan. Omar Khan's just, I, again, it's just it's just a great move by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one that we really kind of need to dive into, and, and everybody here in the comments is is, is talking about it, uh, talking about grilling and chilling. I mean, are they going to do it with Darnell Washington now uh, with, with Pat Frymuth? Because, I mean, Zach Gentry's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's gonna what's gonna happen now? I mean, I saw a real scenario in which the Steelers were going to keep all four of those tight ends. And you're like, well, you don't keep four tight ends. Well, Connor Hayward's kind of more like a de facto fullback, even though he's just, I mean, he's, he does a bit of everything. I mean, he, he'll, he'll play fullback. He'll be a tight end. He can just, he can do a little bit, a little bit of everything. And that's what's, that's what makes him such a valuable addition to this offense. And so that then paved the way for Pat Fryermuth, who's obviously the, the number one guy, and then two really good blocking tight ends in Darnell Washington and uh, and Zach Gentry. But now Gentry's gone. Um, I, I gotta say, like, th- there's a lot of fans who are who are a little upset about that. I won't say upset like they're mad about it, but it, it's Gentry is a really good guy. I mean, and if you when you watch the grill and the chilling videos and you know, see how funny he is in there, man. That that guy that you're watching on, on the Steelers YouTube channel is the same guy that you talk to that we talk to in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a very down to earth guy. He's always seems like he's always in a good mood. Um, he's just a really good guy. It's just it's it's kind of sad, but then again, mm-hmm. this it's this isn't a you know a business in which they're trying to make people happy. They're trying to win a Super Bowl, and uh, uh, if they don't feel like Zach Gentry is good enough to be on a, on a fifty three, then there you go. A thank you to Sean here for the two dollars. He says, Dude, never that's say, awesome. Thank never, you. Never say Connor doesn't have a position at H back. You know, <laughs> Connor Hayward's use this year is going to be really intriguing to me because he can line up in the backfield, he can line up in line, he can line up in the slot, he can line up outside as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think there are multiple things that Connor Hayward could do. Sean, appreciate the two dollars there. Yeah, um, for sure. When it comes to the tight end room now, and you said all that needs to be said about Zach Trentry, I think. 
Yeah. Um, all of us that are, spend time around the team and get to know these players, they know we know how good of a guy Zach Gentry is. He was a great locker room guy, good yeah, person to have. Yeah. He was a good. He's a good football player too. We'll see what his options are at, uh, from this point. We'll see if he gets brought back, maybe to the practice squad. Um, but this does call into question now. And looking at the actual possibilities now, the fifty-three. What does Hot Rod Williams do? Where is Rodney Williams factoring into this? Because now it brings into question, has Rodney Williams done enough in training camp yep. to put himself in position to be on the 53? Yep. What I saw from him in Latrobe, I saw some pretty good stuff out of Rodney Williams. I would have probably kept Zach Gentry over him, but, and this is key, the rapid, there it is from Aquatic Life, Washington will be used on the field a lot. The rapid ascent of Darnell Washington, yeah. the rapid development, the, the, the general athletic freakiness yeah. of Darnell Washington made Zach Gentry expendable. It, I mean, it made him expendable. I mean, just because of his blocking ability. I mean, it, it, I, you don't even have to take or factor in his possible receiving ability that he ha- that he'll have this year or next year or down the you know, in the future. Just his blocking ability alone. He he already came in as an accomplished blocker. And so now he comes in, he's already done that and also adds in way more upside in terms of the receiving and what he can do there. Uh yeah, it, it really did make a guy like Gentry expendable. And just and then you bring up, you know, Rodney Williams, it's like, okay, so there still is a scenario where they keep three tight ends plus Connor Hayward. Like there's still that possibility. We'll obviously find out in fifty two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just this needed to be done. And Darnell Washington not only being drafted, but coming in and doing everything that he's done during training camp, during preseason, coming in and becoming that guy, that's that's really, really big for the Steelers. And again, when you make people like Zach Gentry expendable, that just shows you where this roster is. And I think that's whatever Steelers fans should want to hear. And what Swan says right here, Williams plays special teams too, correct? Yes, he does. And that's a big part of this. That's what part of my rationale was. If you read yesterday on a DKPittsburghSports.com, my projections for who could make this 53-man roster, some of them literally were solely special teams based. I mean, Connor's redefining as a slash two. I two, just love it. I, I love great. it. As somebody who watched Cordell Stewart as a kid, that's just awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when I think of Zach Gentry versus Hot Rod Williams, if that's what this is coming down to, for all we know, sitting here right now, the Steelers could just keep Fryermuth, Washington, and Hayward. That's also a very distinct possibility, mm-hmm. which opens up a spot for another offensive lineman, perhaps another defensive lineman, perhaps another DB. And right now, with, again, about 50 minutes to go until the cut deadline, yeah, there's still a lot of moves to be made on the defensive side when it comes to the D line and the secondary in particular. So yeah. Look. What Chad says there about a fourth cornerback. I mean, because mm-hmm. you're, you're talking about the possibility of does James Pierre get cut because he was, <clears throat> we were talking about this like before we, before we went live, <clears throat> James Pierre did really, really good last year in, in a smaller sample size, you know, being that third, fourth corner when, when needed, you know, he played about the same number of snaps as the killer Witherspoon. Obviously Witherspoon was hurt, but Pierre was way better than that, way better than Witherspoon was. But then he comes in, he doesn't have a good training camp. He doesn't have a good preseason. And now all of a sudden he's expendable and he would have definitely been expendable if Corey Trice hadn't gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, do, is James Pierre, does he get a roster spot just because of how thin they are? Or does Omar Khan survey the market, survey anybody else who's getting waived or cut right now? 
and then add a cornerback that way. And then it's just bye-bye to James Pierre. You know, and look at the, look at the, I guess, makeup of that secondary right now. That is for sure. in. you can look at Patrick Peterson, Joey Porter, Jr. Levi Wallace as solid outside cornerbacks. And then from there, you have to show up your slot. Shannon Sullivan was signed to play the slot. Um, this from George here. And I love this question because um, Gunnar Olszewski, in my opinion, he asked, do you think Gunnar makes it now? He certainly has a path, would prefer a new face. And hear from Robert, Robert. and many others, many others have been chiming in too. Trust me. We Steven Sims. Steven Sims is a free agent now. The, the Texans cut Steven Sims. Yeah. And look, if the Steelers want a reunion with Steven Sims, they would I, have to mo- more than likely cut Gunnar, Gunnar Olszewski to do it. Yeah. At this stage, I don't think Calvin Austin gets cut over Gunnar Olszewski. Oh, in no fact, way. I don't think, no in way. fact, I don't think either of them get cut at this stage. I think Gunner no. did more than enough in training camp to play his way onto the 53. So if I can the, be, if I can be devil's advocate though, on Gunner, yeah. I remember Gunner being very impressive in training camp last year. He was kind of like Kenny's go-to guy in training camp last year. And I think even during preseason, we kind of saw some, Oh wow, that guy might be a really cool slot guy every now and then. Mm-hmm. And then regular season, it was just like, what is he bringing? Like what at all? Like what is he bringing? Then Steven Sims supplant supplants him, you know, in the return game, and you know didn't run all, a kick all the way back, but almost ran one back, you know, in the in the Tampa game, and and Sims just became the fixture in the return game. I think Calvin Austin's like your your punt returner, no matter what. They're still, I mean, I think you know, obviously McFarland's in there in the kick return game, but it, with a guy like Sims there, I'm not saying like this is what they're doing, but. Sims was a really good kick returner for the Steelers last year. Like mm-hmm. for the most part, he was a good kick returner. Put them in a good position. Ran a couple of you know, ran one really long one. And ran a couple of other nice ones as well. To me, like if if you're just keeping Gunner as a guy who can do return stuff, then that's to me that's a waste of a roster spot. We had a, we had a question asking about Trenton Thompson. I think that's a very interesting one to look at. Um, this coming from Koka. Does Thompson have a chance at making it? Like his dog attitude. Here's here's the case for Trenton Thompson and the case against Trenton Thompson. The case for Trenton Thompson is that other, like, he's just a missile back there as a safety. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Trenton Thompson's ability to take that role behind um, a Keanu Neal or a DeMonte KZ mm-hmm. could come into really nice, like, form for the Steelers. On the other hand, I don't see much versatility as a cornerback. And it kind of depends by this stage because look at the safeties, Megan Fitzpatrick, DeMonte Casey, Keanu Neal. And then I think Elijah Riley as a slot cornerback also has potential to play some safety. Oh yeah. I think Miles Killebrew mm-hmm. and Trey Norwood make this team. I think Miles Killebrew's value is a special team. Yeah, Killebrew, yeah, just on the you just said it just on the special teams factor yep. alone. But yeah, Elijah Riley being able to be that slot corner, that safety in a pinch, you know, whatever it is, being able to be versatile especially in today's NFL with the way defenses are and how they're always in, like Steelers are not in their base three, four majority of the time. They're always in some, they're most of the time they're in some sort of sub package and having guys who can bounce around. And that's what made Cam Sutton so valuable last year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. that, that he was like this amazing cornerback. Now granted, he's really good, but it was the fact that he could go play outside and be good. He could play inside in the slot and be good. And if you have a guy like Elijah Riley, who can play in the slot one snap, play safety another and another and do a good job at it that that could be more valuable than anything uh a good question here about desmond king you know desmond king getting released by the texans 
you know, this is a talented football player. Bradley Roby's another name that, you know, at least early in the day today on uh, Tuesday here was a name that was floated around like, hey, Bradley Roby might be better than, you know, the fourth cornerback option that the Steelers mm-hmm. have right now or whoever that guy is going to be. You know, obviously, Chanted Sullivan as a slot corner, but mm-hmm. having another guy that could come in and fill both the inside and outside. Do you think, Chris, it's out of the realm of possibility that the Steelers could go outside of the doors and make a late signing here for the either the secondary, wide receiver, defensive line? What do you think? I, it could I be? wouldn't rule anything out right now. I, mm-hmm. I don't know as much about receiver. Um, I think they're pretty, even if they go six receivers, I think they're pretty set there because, you know, a guy like Miles Boykin does bring a lot to the table, you know, in terms of special mm-hmm. teams. Um, I would think secondary is probably like the weakest in terms of, you know, like if you're looking at the, the, just the depth of every position right now, I honestly probably say cornerback might be the weakest spot on the team right now, which by the way, going into training camp, that was like bar none inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. And now we're saying cornerback. And I think that just goes to show uh, what, what, what we've found out about Cole Hulk and what we found out about Landon Roberts, about Quan Alexander coming in and, and just looking like the best version of himself too. Uh, that's awesome. I like um, this point here from Bob here about the new faces on special teams. And ooh, I have a good name. I have a name too. I want you to go first. Uh, Nick Herbig. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know we, so many people talked about, you know, what he was able to do in, in the pass rush, you know, whenever he got those snaps once like TJ was out of the game and everything like that. Uh, but just seeing a couple different things, one was in pursuit on a kick return. Uh, another one was a really good block that helped spring uh, Calvin Austin free on one of his big punt returns in the preseason. Man, like he made a serious dedication to special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I th- he, he told uh, DK about that uh, it, uh, after one of the preseason games. He made a, a concerted effort to be really good on special teams and to, to work on his technique, work on his form. That's awesome to see a young player come in and do because, you know, whenever they're like, oh, yeah, I'm coming in, I'm going to be an edge rusher. I'm mm-hmm. going to be the next TJ Watt. I'm from Wisconsin, too. I can be the next TJ Watt. He's my idol, you know, all this stuff. But no, like he's coming in and he's being like, okay, yeah, I can do that. But I'm also going to be a contributor on special teams because that's going to be a role for me. It's awesome to see a, a young guy like that do that. And with his motor, it could be good. My answer to this question is Mark Robinson. Oh, yeah. I think Mark mm-hmm. Robinson being sort of relegated to this role by this point between having Cole Holcomb, Landon Roberts, and then Quan Alexander coming in. Quan yeah. Alexander has looked like a starting lining uh, linebacker. I almost said lining back, like that combining <laughs> positions. Um, it's the cloudiness in my brain and my sinuses that's going on. Um, Quan Alexander looks like a starting linebacker. Alanda Roberts is a former captain. Cole Holcomb's going to wear the green dot. Mark Robinson, if he didn't form to the special teams, he could have been in danger of being cut. Now, obviously, we have about know 40 minutes until the cut line we we mm-hmm. don't know if mark robinson's in or out or not i believe mark robinson's in because yeah, i have a hard time seeing him get but, cut. but watch that man play football he runs fast he runs yeah. hard he hits hard i think that's a guy that could break a couple of fumbles and you mm-hmm. know could just get down the field on kickoffs and can get down the field on punts and help punt return block and or punt block uh block for punts i should say yeah i think there's a lot of potential for mark robinson to carve himself out a role on special teams. And then, God forbid, if anything happens to one of Roberts or Holcomb or Alexander, yeah. you could slide Mark Robinson right in at middle linebacker, just like they had to do at some points last year. So there's my pick for uh, like the special teams breakout player for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, I, I think, I mean, 
I, I mean, I don't want to go ahead and say chalk it and, you know, like carve it into stone or anything like that, but Mark Robinson as a fourth linebacker, like, yeah, to me, that's almost a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else that they have, especially with like getting him and seeing the potential that he had and then working with him all through last year, him really getting meaningful defensive snaps in the last two games of the season last year looked really good. in one of them in the game against Baltimore did not look so great against Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, but just with that potential and then also what he's done in preseason and training camp and everything like that. Yeah, I think I think that's a you know, fourth linebacker who can also contribute on special teams. Like you have to be able to do that. If you're going to be a fourth linebacker on a team, you have to be able to contribute on special teams. And so, yeah. yeah. Barber, we've kind of, uh, I think we've t- dipped into that well of Nate Herbig saying that his brother's a stud quite, <laughs> quite a few many times. He, he had to do it again this week. I feel bad for the guy. I think we know by yeah. now that, you know, his brother's a stud and, uh, you know, that he's going to be one. He's been one in the preseason. I think he'll, yeah. he will be one. This is a great comment about Kendrell Bell. Kendrell Bell. Comparing Love Landon it. Roberts to him, I see that too. Just an yeah. explosive downhill football player that can yeah. get into a backfield like whenever he Love wants. Love the Kendrell Bell love, man. I mean, like that was that was one thing that like I, I just – like I remember hearing all the hype about Kendrell Bell whenever, you know, that, that was like back, you know, whenever he was, you know, coming in and everything like that. Just a, a guy who just – didn't have a long enough career, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Here's a good comment from Koken. Who do you think is going to be the biggest impact player we could sneak onto our practice squad? I'm not going to rule Zach Gentry mm-hmm. out of that conversation. Yeah, I just mean, yet. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that that would be a, that would be a real if you can somehow sneak him onto a practice squad, and that would be kind of difficult to do. Uh, and not saying that he's like, <laughs> like this is the reason why a team might you know ensnare him, but he was like the emergency third quarterback last year. That just goes <laughs> to show, like. Not only is he a really good blocking tight end, uh, but he's also a really smart football player. Mm-hmm. He's a really good locker room guy. I, like I just have a hard time thinking that thirty-one other teams won't put him on a on a roster. Like I, I just have a hard mm-hmm. time. So if, if somehow he doesn't, and you can add him onto the practice squad, by all means, do that. To me, it's a slam dunk. Good thought here for I am happy. If the Texans cut Jimmy Morrissey, would you pick him up for backup center? So for those that are unaware, Jimmy Morrissey was Kenny Pickett's center at Pitt. And he was mm-hmm. a really good center at Pitt. I believe he won the Wilmington Trophy, uh, if if my memory serves correctly. I believe he won literally the best center in America award. I forget what it's called. But I wouldn't rule that out as, as, as an option because the Steelers now, without Kendrick Green performing up to the standard, yeah. they need a backup center. And whether they think that that is going to be Spencer Anderson mm-hmm. or somebody else that could perhaps get cut is still to be seen. Now, Anderson can play center. He's more comfortable at guard. He can play tackle, but he can play center. Nate Herbig can play center. So they Mm -hmm. have at least two more options to play center as of right now with Kendrick Green gone. But look, if there's comfortability with Kenny Pickett, this this is literally the Jared Wayne argument for me from the draft. In the seventh round, if you you feel Jared Wayne is a guy for Kenny Pickett at wide receiver, you know, Mm -hmm. good connection, good rapport. That's the Jordan Addison argument for the first round if the Steelers wanted to go that route. Good connection, good rapport with Kenny Pickett. Yeah, Having a center that knows Kenny Pickett is not a bad idea in any circumstance. So that would be an interesting thing to do if the Steelers were to look at uh, Jimmy Morrissey if, the, if if he was to get cut. Yeah, I, I would uh, – I mean, yeah, it's, it's always intriguing to try to, like, pair up, you know, college teammates, especially whenever, you know, you talk about positions that, that mean a lot. Obviously, quarterback center, there, there's a – a, a much needed level of <laughs> of rapport there uh quarterback receiver another one quarterback tight end you know those type of things but um 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm almost on the side of being like, just because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase ended up being teammates and they're like the best quarterback receiver duo in the league right now, mm-hmm. doesn't always mean that that's like always the way to go for, for whatever move. Um, especially if you already have, if, if it's an unnecessary move, I'm not saying that like getting Morrissey would be a bad move. I'm just saying like, if the Steelers are comfortable with what, you know, Nate Herbig or Spencer Anderson or whatever could do as the backup center, then you have that set, you know, you have might have other fish to fry on the roster. You know, when you talk about addressing cornerback, addressing any other position. Um, so I don't know. I, I just like, I, I think people love the idea of putting college teammates together, but it doesn't always work out at the pro level. Sure. And I mean, good point here from Billy. If they traded for green and cut this guy, is he, is he really an upgrade? There you go. That's, that's to be determined. <laughs> now, two things that would play in Morrissey's favor. Yes. Rapport with Pickett. Number two, um, He's a true center. You know, Kendrick Green was a true center as well, but they tried him out at guard. They tried him out at different spots. You know, he was competing with Kevin Dotson a year ago for that guard position. So is he an upgrade? And by the way, if if, if the Steelers wanted Jimmy Morrissey, they probably would have got him in the trade. Yeah. So to be determined on that, but I like the thought. I like the thought of a true center, somebody that has familiarity with Pickett. I mean, you never know, yeah. you know, obviously in this day and age of football. Uh, really quick, uh, responding to Big Fungus here. Sorry if I missed it. What's our expected uh, expected return depth chart? Um, so technically, like according to the depth chart that the Steelers released, Calvin Austin is first for both kick and punt. Then Gunnar Olszewski is actually in the number two. Um, and I think Anthony McFarlane would be your third uh, at that point. Like I know that McFarlane took back kicks uh, during the preseason. But at least that, that's according to the actual official depth chart right now. Obviously, the Steelers will release another one once the roster is set and b- before they play the 49ers. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the, the it would be Calvin one, Gunner two, and then probably McFarland as, as your third. That's wh- about what it's going to line up to be at this stage. Dark Donnie says, can't believe Houston actually won a green. Look, <laughs> they say one man's trash, right? Like that's the old adage, cliche. But also, mm-hmm. there's something to be valued about can a team take a guy and develop him into a player that he could be? You don't know. I mean, maybe the Texans have a vision for the guy. You know, these teams, let's not forget, do their diligence in scouting and looking at other teams and looking at other possibilities of cuts Mm -hmm. and looking at other possibilities of, could this guy fit in with us? If they see that with Kendrick Green, they obviously, number one, saw the foresight to go actually be aggressive and get him and not wait for the Steelers to make the cut. They didn't, they didn't like have a guarantee. It sounds like that the Steelers were going to cut him. So they felt the need to give up some capital for him. Number two, it works because Omar Khan obviously felt Kendrick green was going to be cut or was on that cut line still and decided, Hey, we can get something for this guy. We might as well do it. So that's also really good for a double edged sword. Yeah. It's also really good for Omar to, give off any kind of impression that Kendrick green could still possibly make the roster. Because then at that point, if, if like teams know he's going to get cut no matter what, why give up anything for him? Mm-hmm. Um, because they know that they, you know, stand a, a chance I'm claiming him on waivers or anything like that. But the fact that you know, Omar was at least able to keep it close enough to the chest that where he could then get somebody to bite and, and trade for Kendrick green. Again, that just goes to show. A reminder, um, uh, about 35 minutes from now, DK and yep. Ramon Foster here. Top the of the Ramon hour. Foster show. And that will be right after the cuts are due, the cuts come in, the press release hits the inbox. So, yep. you know, yep. we'll have all that information on uh, the DK Pittsburgh Sports Steelers feed at Pittsburgh Sports.com. Anything you want to wrap up with, Corey, before we, uh, before we uh, close this up? 
I love the uh, commentary in the tweet from Trey Essex that I saw um, about yeah, cut day. About that was really good. Cut day. I thought it was tremendous. I thought him providing that human side of what cut day really is. You yep. know, these are guys that are going to have their lives affected. These are guys mm-hmm. that quite literally may not put another football helmet on again. So those are things to keep in mind for all of the pageantry and for all of the, you know, gladiatorship, I call it that you put around sports and football in particular, these are still humans that are getting affected. So, you know, we wish Kendrick green, good luck in Houston. We wish Kevin Dotson, good luck in LA. We wish Zach Gentry, good luck wherever he ends up. But this is a really, I think one of the more humanizing days along with the NFL draft that comes throughout the NFL calendar year. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Chuck, thank you so much. Saying great show. Hit the likes. Mm-hmm. We really, really appreciate that. Um, but also uh, your barber show or your favorite barber. Sorry, I'm mixing stuff. Your favorite barber, Ramon Foster show coming up in 33 minutes here on YouTube yes. live. Um, uh, so any yeah, final go, thoughts for you? Any final thoughts? Yeah, for you, Chris, no, I, I, I just want to want to, you know, the, the thing that I love about what Trey said in that was like, the, you know, something that they've been doing every fall since they were six or seven. Like I've got a seven year old myself and thinking about like him mm-hmm. doing every single sport that he wants to play, everything like that. And just, you know, he's already telling me I want to be a pro baseball player. And so we got him in baseball and everything like that. And you think about like these childhood dreams and how much work all of these guys have put in from the time that they were six, seven, eight years old every single year. And, you know, knowing that that dream, that there's a lot of dreams that are dying today. And that's a really sad thing to think about. Um, so yeah, I really love the when he when you, you can humanize it to that point, especially for somebody like me who has a kid like who's mm-hmm. right at that age. Like that, that's just just awesome. It was a really great great way by uh for Trey to put it for sure. We'll be staying tuned for the next 35 minutes or so, seeing who's in, who's out. Once the Steelers finalize that 53, of course, we'll have it in our Steelers feed at DKPittsburghSports.com. In about 30 minutes, DK and Ramon. Hey Moan. Wonder who will get the hay moan of the day. That'll be a big one. Um, until then, I'm gonna go drink some Theraflu and uh, try feel to get be- rid of whatever. Feel better, man. Whatever's in these nasal passages. But uh, we'll be back live again, 3 p.m. Eastern on DK Pittsburgh Sports uh, Steelers on YouTube. Uh, appreciate you all joining. Appreciate you all tuning in, commenting. Appreciate you all donating as well via super chat. That's very generous of you, and uh, that does go a long way. And please feel free to like and share this episode and. Future episodes, the past episode we recorded Monday and the pilot, we're getting closer to the regular season. We're 12 days away. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. See you guys later.